0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. That's Artie. That's Miller. And you're listening to The Reality Is... Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Did you have all the sides of your dreams?
1: I did. I tried out a new one where I didn't want to do just the cranberry sauce. So I made like crescent mm. rolls and filled mm. them with brie. Mm. And then on top of it, I put like cranberry sauce and mm. another one with pepper jelly. And it was so good. It was It was a little bit messy when it came out because the pepper jelly really sort of spread out. I but love it. Yum. I still have oh some Oh my gosh. Left and I'm going to savor it that's like one of
0: my absolute favorite things to do and everybody thinks you're so like fancy is if you take like a crescent roll and just put stuff in it and what i like to do is i'll fill it and i'll roll it but then i'll do like something fancy with the shape like yes. Twist the tops and it looks like <laughs> little purses, and everybody's like, Look at this fancy little hors d'oeuvre you have. Yeah. I'm like, it's literally it's Crescent Rolls from Pillsbury.
1: I've been trying to do this brie thing for a while, but so brie is pretty soft, right? So I didn't know mm-hmm. how to get it. I was looking up online and somebody actually wrote down the trick as like put it in the freezer for 20 minutes and it'll harden up, and then it's yeah. easier to put it yeah. in. I didn't know. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm a novice at all of this. When I make something, it tastes good, so people think I'm a good cook but i'm actually not a great cook I don't, I don't follow recipes me either my husband tried to make an indian dish as the main entree and he was asking me all these questions how much how much do i put the spice and that's why i don't know yeah i don't, I don't know. know i just take it and drop it pot. it comes out good i don't know how to explain yeah it to that means that you have
0: you know i'm gonna say it in hindi but like hot gamaza which means like yeah you have like the taste in your hand You've got the magic touch.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I have the magic touch. I just don't. I'm not. That's why I cannot bake. I cannot do. When I watch British baking show, I am so amazed at how precise they are and how good they are. I think it comes from background is I was a scientist in what Mm. at one point in my life. And it required a lot of patience and measurements and being very precise. And so when I came back home, I hated being doing that with at Mm. in my home life in my home life i just wanted to be my free self and be expressive so i would i hate measurements i don't have i don't have measuring tools at home i
0: don't oh i do have measuring tools at home but only for baking with my kids and that's very rare and i do very basic stuff like yeah basically taking like a box mix of cake and adding like sour cream to it or something like different you know but like i'm the same as you i don't like to bake i don't like to measure nobody can ever ask me for a recipe because i'm like i don't know i just threw this stuff together I find cooking so enjoyable. Like, everybody freaks out about Thanksgiving and, like, cooking and all this stuff. And I'm like, I love it. And especially because it's Thanksgiving and it's, like, a massive meal, then I really, like, I have my husband on board to, like, deal with the kids. They're not, like, crawling up my butt. So I'm just in the kitchen. I've got my music going. I've got my podcast going. I'm cooking. I'm having a great time. I love
1: it. I have to say, I don't enjoy cooking every day. I like to cook on special occasions if I have people coming over. I need an audience. (laughs) but i don't want the regular audience yeah your regular audience sucks (laughs) yeah the in-house audience is too critical and you know they don't appreciate me i don't i don't like to cook for them but i do like to cook for others outside audience that you know usually is amazed at what i make yeah i primarily just
0: cook for my instagram and that's it yeah (laughs) I also mostly love to cook because I like to eat. Yeah. And also back on the topic of Brie, Trader Joe's has like the mini Brie cheese. And those are great if you want to stuff them into something because mm. they're like perfectly round size. And then you can if you cut them into fours, they mm. become like the perfect little size to like stuff in a roll or stuff like
1: That's that. That's a good tip to have. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I mm-hmm. This is my first time and I just attempted it. Winged it at the very last minute.
0: My mouth is watering. Sometimes I'm I'm like a little disgusting pig person. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> those little little circles and I'll just put it in a microwavable bowl yeah. and I'll just melt it. Sometimes I eat it with like nuts. Sometimes I'll grab a cracker, but a lot of times I just take a scoop of jam and put it on top and then mix it up and eat yeah. it with a spoon.
1: That's what. That's basically what I made, but <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, I love food. Yeah,
0: But we're not talking about food today. We're, we're really excited because now we're going to start recording two episodes worth of content a week.
1: Oh my God. I was so reluctant to do this with you, Noor. How did it go from doing one episode a week to now you are doing two? I roped
0: you in. So I think the way that we're going to try to break it up is that, look, we know our brand. Our brand is that we are a South Asian podcast that watches reality TV. So we want to keep it 100 with you guys. We will definitely be talking about the bravo stuff and i think what we might do moving forward is do one episode a week that is just bravo and then do one episode a week that is the fabulous lives of bollywood wives and the reason why we're dedicating a whole other episode to that show is because first of all there's nobody else is doing it and secondly because hello it's like both of our worlds combining
1: it's yeah it's colliding it's colliding and it's it almost feels i saw the first episode and we'll talk about it but it felt like it was made for you and I. Yes. <laughs> I felt that way like, too. Yeah. Did they know what we would love to see about those, those people? Yes. Yeah, so
0: the Bravo recap episode will be out on Saturdays. And then the uh, fabulous lives of Bollywood wives will probably go out somewhere between Sunday and Monday. I don't know guys. I have kids. and like a day job. So like, We're going to figure it out. Bear with us if it's not available on Sunday night or like comes out a little bit later on Monday. But we're basically, that's how we're going to post our episodes. So Mm -hmm. let's get into Bravo, shall we?
1: Yes.
0: We're going to talk about rehearsals of Potomac and Salt Lake City. But related to Potomac is, did you see Karen on Wendy Williams?
1: Yes, I did. Oh, that lady. (laughs) I'm telling you, Karen has been on something for the past couple of weeks, Every. thing on instagram everything she's been doing she has been she's on some kind of pill some kind of hormones or something because she is jacked up Man,
0: she's on one massively
1: yeah. yeah yeah and wendy williams was the perfect place for karen to be that karen mm-hmm. that karen couldn't have shown up on any other show and acted the way she did <laughs> No, 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 no. Perfect Wendy Williams, too. So it was like, uh, oh, wow. I watched it so many
0: times. (laughs) It was amazing. Wendy, right from jump, started talking to her about her businesses and how she got age shamed by the ladies on the cast. Now, I want to, I want to, and I'm going to literally look at at this up right now.
1: How old is Giselle? Giselle. She must be in her 40s. Okay, sure. Giselle is, Oh yeah, she's
0: 50. She just turned 50. She, turned she had 50. that hideous Oh wow. She had that hideous <laughs> photo that's pho- going around the internet and then somebody made a GoFundMe or like a change.com pe- uh, petition of like let's get a new photo shoot 50th birthday photo shoot for <laughs> Giselle. <laughs> okay, and then how old is Karen? Karen is 57. Okay, so they're like the same age. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Okay, so Karen went on Wendy Williams, and she said two massive, massive digs at the lady. She made two massive digs at the ladies. She said, number one, related to Giselle Bryant, is that every hue beauty, which is Giselle's business, as you remember, like, was it two seasons ago? Yeah. Has been liquidated. So it no longer exists. The business is no longer there. And Giselle does such a good job of keeping things messy on the show and keeping things going that I actually didn't remember that she even had this product. Right. That's actually, while it's show tells me what a shitty businesswoman, or maybe not, I don't know how liquidations work, but she's not great at business, but the lady keeps it moving and she's really good at producing her own storylines and keeping us, like, not thinking. I mean, she brought her problematic ex-husband, current boyfriend pastor, and mm-hmm. he's, he's so creepy that, like, we're too busy look, thinking about that. We haven't even focused on the fact that Giselle had a makeup line that went literally nowhere. So that's yeah. impressive there on Giselle, I, but so, hilarious that Karen did that.
1: When Giselle first came out, and she went straight to Target. You could find it in Target. And I was mm-hmm. super impressed. I did not think Giselle had the wherewithal to get her makeup line into Target. That's, you know, the beauty business is a hard business to cut through because it's just formulation and there are like back-end businesses that do the formulation and then you have to put slap your name to it and sell. But to get it into a store is hard. So I was pretty impressed with how she got it into Target. But I just searched on Amazon. It's not even on Amazon. Oh, shit. (laughs) So it's been truly liquidated where now it's probably uh, there's another label slapped onto it and being sold on Amazon as something else, but it's not every hue. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. You know why that happened though? There was no discovery phase.
0: <laughs> Nobody discovered it Nobody in the discovery <laughs> phase. <laughs>
1: so funny. It wasn't discovered at all Giselle just went and put it in the shelf and it did not work that doesn't work, that doesn't work Giselle, you have to have a discovery phase where you talk about it for a whole season and you get everybody ready for buying it and then yeah. you put it in the store.
0: And you need to have a ridiculous trailer sneak peek teaser video right. when you release it. Right,
1: where was your video Giselle, that's why, you don't know how to do business. Exactly yeah, uh, you're
0: not a formidable institution of a business is marriage <laughs> Giselle. okay uh, the other thing karen said is that basically wendy asked karen you know what do you think about robin saying that you were not youthful enough for being on her website for her hat and karen said and i quote robin is a hard 40 and looking it and looking every day of it yeah i gasped I yeah. audibly gasped when she said that. Like it was <laughs> it was so crazy. But then that the funniest was... thing is she says that and then she says, We need to stop age shaming women, right, especially right. women doing it to women. I was like, What? Do Karen, can... I love you, you
1: psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. I love her so much. And then Karen, in that interview, she was wearing this crazy. The wig too. Wendy Kip, is that your wig? Are you what did she call the wig too? She had a name for the wig. It was like Victoria or something. Yeah. Karen. Oh my God, I
0: love it. But you know,
1: so much. uh, The other thing is in the coming up episode, she's going to have a wig shift party, which is a throwback to the time when she had to shift her wig. Yes. Right? Uh, In that farm or ranch or wherever where Chris forgot napkins. Yes. But that's what I mean. She knows her brand and she's working her brand. And Giselle and Robin have no brand. They have a green eyed bandit. They could have done, you taken that and created a brand around it, the two of them. I know. They're terrible as housewife businesswomen.
0: Yes, I mean, who's really good at housewives? No, mean Bethany, Bethany, Bethany is the best. No, Bethany yeah, is the brand. only one.
1: Even Sonia, with the sexy J, got yes. a toaster oven out of it. She was looking for things that she could brand. And these two idiots have been called green-eyed bandits for so long, and they haven't done anything with it. Well, and- what are they going
0: to do, sell contact lenses? Like, what do you yes! want to sell what- Yeah! No, because those are ridiculous. But I know what you're saying. You know what? They could have paired up with diff eyewear that I see oh, every right. single Bravo Liberty shilling. Right. They could have made their own line of diff yeah. eyewear called green-eyed bandits. I mean, right. come on. Anything. Do I have to do the work for you, Robin? I do. Right. Because Robin is not capable of doing you, that work.
1: Yeah, myself. Robin took a sketch. Yeah, she got uh, took a marker pen to a regular hat. That's what Robin did. She did the laziest thing she
0: could. Yes exactly (laughs) exactly but on the actual episode the ladies are still in Portugal I felt like this was a real filler episode that they tried to make interesting because they did a lot of like unnecessarily stretching the drama because the drama was two things right it was that oh Ashley's gonna tell Candace about this letter that she wrote for Monique and the other drama was that Karen is not on Robin's website and those two things were so so unnecessarily drawn out That I know people were annoyed with this episode, but I actually just really enjoy watching them. Like, I just like watching them. I think they're so pretty. I want them to eat. They just kept showing them eating. They would get in a car and go to a place and eat. And all it made me do was, like, make me miss vacations and like going out to brunches and dinners with my friends
1: that's what i thought too i was watching it and i said this is oddly very comforting this was oddly very relaxing for me to watch them relax It it was like i'm watching this is how i guess My friends and I would do things like we Mm -hmm. would get up, we would have an itinerary for the day, we would change into clothes and we would go somewhere, eat something, drink something, talk shit, we would get bored of talking, we would take pictures, we would just stare at each other, and then we would come back and eat some more. That was relaxing. They just relaxed and it was. For me having not gone on a vacation this year it was so relaxing it was so calming to watch them on vacation
0: absolutely they're still while they're still in portugal for like what they've been there for like 3 episodes now Every single time I always am watching and then I'm like, "Mm, let me see how much tickets are. And then I'm like, European countries allowing Americans. Like I always Google that and then I look up the flights and then I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Sit your (laughs) ass at home, Noor. You have like podcasts to edit. Like you're not (laughs) going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but it, like I loved, I just loved all of it and they're so good looking and I know everybody has comments about their fashions. Their fashions are horrible. But I just, yeah, I think you said it best. It's comforting to watch them. Yeah. It's so nice.
1: Yeah. It felt normal and they seem to be having fun with each other. Mm-hmm. That was the point. They they weren't there like Beverly Hills would go on a vacation. There would be a fake vacation with a glam squad and they would not be... <sighs> Uh, They would not spend, other than filming time, they won't probably spend time with each other and do normal stuff. This felt like girlfriends having going on a trip and they were perfectly happy hanging out with each other.
0: Yeah. So we'll just cover the big thing first because I feel like I'm so tired of talking about Candace and Monique's fight and Candace and Monique's court issues. Like, I'm so over it. I'm honestly, I'm bored. I know the men are going to fight about it in a couple of episodes, which I'm excited for. But like, let's move on. Let's get this going. Let's make it spicy. Like, even when Ashley told Candace and Candace got really upset, I did love how all the women were like, Ashley, I know that you think that your intentions were one thing, but like we can see through it. It's transparent as fuck. One, you're doing it to cover your ass with your husband or rather cover your husband's ass about grabbing asses. And then the other thing is you're coming after Candace because you guys just became friends three seconds ago. You have a lot of resentment against her. You don't like her and you're doing it out of revenge. It is what it is. So yeah. I did like that. But even that whole thing, I'm like, I'm really glad they pushed it to the very end of this episode because it would have been really annoying to have to watch an entire episode of that. I would much rather watch them brunch and be fabulous.
1: Right. And every brunch and every meal, Robin was like, oh, they are they are friendly now, but it's going to go down. Like Robin is going to bring it up in the end and I assure us. And she something.
0: does. She did. <laughs> she does. Tough. And then she brings it up and then she goes, oh, we were having such a good time. Well, Robin, you're the one that fucking brought it up.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> she was like waiting for it to happen, too. She's like, I-, I don't know this Portuguese Robin is so different from Porto. I know. Potomac Robin, for sure. I love it. Yeah. The
0: other thing that happened is that they have this like Dominatrix party, which I can't wait to vacation with my friends again, but that is absolutely not one thing I'm going to pack. Like, could you oh, imagine God. using up like suitcase space to, to freaking put Could a you, like, yeah, multiple all, giant
1: dildos. Get, no, thank you. Yeah, and we get we're brown people. Okay, we get pulled over from random security. Oh my god, if it is, can you imagine yes. if you had a whip and some other stuff in there that was vibrating? Oh my god, I can't. Uh, I would be mortified. And then you know what?
0: <laughs> Because like this is still, I'm still like a child in my head because yeah. like the worst part of it would be like I have to then not just, I wouldn't care about calling my husband and telling him, but mm-hmm. then eventually would get to my parents and then they would be like, you are in jail because of
1: what? Yeah. <laughs> what was in your bag? Like that
0: part of it is mortifying to me.
1: Even as 30, 40 year olds, our parents are very much involved in every damn thing that happens in our lives. And they will notice if you don't get through security fast enough, you know, the word will get around that she was pulled over and then what happened? Yeah, the whole community would know. It would be a whole thing. It would be hilarious, but it would be a whole thing. Yes, it would be hilarious. It would be the topic of conversation at the next community get-together.
0: It would be the topic of conversation until my children get married. They would be like, yeah, well, we're going to her wedding, but remember in 2020 when she got put in jail with the TSA because she had way too many bildos in her bag? Right.
1: That's true. I mean, how many did she just
0: bring (laughs) there? She had so many. She had so many because the funniest part of it was like so they had a couple and then they had it suction to the table. So like when the party wrapped up and everybody started leaving, the camera like very dramatically panned to this like whip on the couch. But when they did it they still had the eggplant emoji on
1: the table. <laughs> they had to put the eggplant emoji on the reflections too. So yeah like- <laughs> I, I, was it like, was I, I wonder which intern got stuck with that job yeah it was amazing <laughs> Um, you didn't even do the, the first part of that episode with the under the natural spring water. Yeah, I just like didn't really think it was yeah. that exciting to talk about. <laughs> and that's where the song goes. I see you. I see you. And then the episode ended with Candy saying, I see you. I oh, see you. to Ashley. Yeah. Did you catch that? I it didn't. Full, it was a full Ooh. circle moment. Oh, there. my God. <laughs> these Easter eggs
0: that you've picked up. <laughs> Arthie. I didn't even pick. Pay- first of all, this episode came out like a week. Ago, so I'm like, I don't remember what I wrote in my notes, but yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh damn. What is this? Like a Christopher Nolan movie? My God.
1: Oh my god. They took that episode and they stretched it for this was completely (laughs) a COVID edit. They wanted to stretch it for two two weeks so we would have an extra episode of Potomac. Which
0: I'm fine with. Honestly, it's fine. So the other thing that I do want to know is that like Karen is spending like so the beginning of the season she spent all this time being like me and Ray are having problems right and then now she's all about like me and Ray are all okay and we're gonna go home. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna have so much sex with my old man husband like every single <laughs> episode she's like Ray and I are better than ever and like that up the <laughs> scene where she like calls Ray and she's like Ray I miss you and I'm going to a dominatrix party and he's like Who is this? Is this the IRS calling? Like, why is my car talking to me? He has no idea who's on the phone. Yeah, he's
1: like, Ray Ray has no idea the season even happened. He doesn't know. (laughs) He had no idea that they had issues. He has no idea that they fixed the issues. Yeah. He's like, his eyes are bugging out in that car. (laughs) (laughs) Looking through. And he's like, where are you? Are you upstairs? (laughs) Yeah,
0: he has no idea what she's left. He has no clue. <laughs> it's so funny. But then, like at this, at
1: this like so, dominatrix party, as you would yeah. say, Karen is having a private experience.
0: Yes, Karen <laughs> is having a private experience of a different kind. It is a private experience all by herself. <laughs> to be honest, Karen might have I'm just wanted here. to make a I'm phone a call. To right now,
1: I'm laughing so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Karen. Karen didn't even need to call Ray. She could have called that pillow that she <laughs> she dry humps. <laughs> I need to talk about that. I wrote it down. And I was like, this 57-year-old woman has revealed on national TV that she just, she dry humps a pillow. And when they were like... What do you mean? You Like, you just dry hump the phone? And she goes, well, it's not dry when I'm done with it. I was like, "Karen, <laughs>
1: <laughs> This lady is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is my hero. She's <laughs>
0: my hero. <laughs> and oh she my. casually says... She retired her mouth, but like we all remember, was it last season where she did that whole thing with her tongue?
1: Know, it was right? like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I will that, say that, that Karen's that, energy. That yeah. yeah. So that pillow, I don't know what else the pillow has been put into. Yes. Like, oh my god, that pillow, that pillow. I I wanted to look it up to before our podcast, and I forgot. I wanted to look a vibrating pillow, but. I I have to do it in my in my own personal computer. Yeah, you have to open
0: an incognito browser on your Chrome to to Google dry. You have to Google vibrating pillow. Like it's so funny.
1: That's what her next business is gonna be. Oh my god! La damn, la damn! Oh my god! Right. I'm telling you, she's gonna brand it. Just watch. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my the other thing I did
0: notice is that Karen was being kind of an uppity bitch during the Dominatrix party. Like everybody was being very chill and free-flowing and whatever and karen was he, like on knew, one
1: yeah because she knew that they were going to talk about everything and then they were going to look at her and say what about you karen every question they were going to look at her and they well, were because everybody was sharing and she wasn't she when she came in they were like okay let's see if karen can say anything about this <laughs> because they they don't believe that karen and ray have sex anyway so they're like let's find out what she says for this so she yeah she senses it so she gets all her walls up yeah that's true when Giselle wanted her to touch the dildo she just pushed it aside she did a backhand at it and Giselle was like oh she just did a backhand like she didn't want it and that was again a reference to what Robin keeps bringing up she hates Ray's dick I know so they were trying to make all that into a pattern for her and she Mm. could sense that Karen is like on top of her shit okay (laughs) she knows exactly what Giselle and Robin are planning and she comes prepared But
0: then she's like (laughs) so crazy she calls robin a cheap hooker and i'm like well that's unnecessary but it's hilarious robin goes that's the point that's what i'm dressed as and i loved it i was like
1: yeah but robin what was robin wearing it was like a garbage bag it was like black leather but cut like sweatpants for a workout
0: i couldn't pay attention to what robin was wearing because all i could think about was giselle's pantyhose oh my god that yes. was like but then, you, you know, got no you, friends giselle she like no robin friend. is not your friend robin is not your friend if she has not said to pulled you aside and said bitch yeah this ain't it yeah. this ain't it and look do my stockings look like that yeah of course they do but I also don't wear short,
1: short leather that d- on top yeah. of it. On National Damn TV. But yeah. also this was her idea. I her know. idea. That's the part. Like if I my body is not made for those things anymore. And I wouldn't be suggesting that. Yeah. That's the I'd whole be
0: like, of- let's do a spa day. Let's yeah, do a pajama, party. Like, like, pajama You know what I, I would do?
1: Match yeah. with pajamas. <laughs> Magic I would do them. a Ladies
0: of London onesie party.
1: Yes, onesie party. That would be more my style, right? Yes. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be all gussed up and then you cannot even bend down. And then you end up eating. <laughs> so you yeah. don't eat on a diet. <laughs> when, you, when you are wearing those tight clothes, you don't eat. And those women couldn't, they, they're like true to themselves. They couldn't stop eating. They yes. piled up their plates. Like, how are you, how, Giselle? But, you are torturing those the lace. On your back. It's going to snap any minute now. Well, maybe that's why Robin decided to wear what she wore. So did um, Karen. Even Wendy was wearing something that was comfortable. Yeah. Even Ashley was wearing something comfortable. And she had a good body. She didn't want to try and put anything like the way that Candy Candace did. Cand- and then Candace comes down the elevator dressed like that. I mean, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. But can you imagine going to a hotel and then you get into elevator and somebody like candace is standing next to you going (laughs) going down to the conference room that's where they had this party you're right it was it wasn't
0: even like in a penthouse it was in the
1: penthouse it wasn't in giselle's room it was in the hotel conference room oh my god that's
0: amazing this show is hilarious (laughs) so next week apparently they're gonna have karen told the ladies she's not going to invite monique to the wig shift party but boy is monique going to be there yep and then karen's just gonna let loose on all of these women
1: let's talk about that so karen's reason for supporting monique was that candace told in her report that she what did she say she she said she released, released the glass the glass of yeah
0: and i don't understand what karen thinks like she has some smoking guns no so she she used everybody the word knows release,
1: but she was she karen's point is that she thinks she's used the word release but really she threw and that's why monique cut her hair and start, wouldn't let her go but, but that's not true if first it's not true and even if she did what monique's did still and then came after her after she was pulled away is still wrong yep none of it makes any
0: sense because karen thinks that like i feel like monique very easily went to karen was like see karen this is what happened and karen was like oh okay i'm gonna believe you because I don't think Karen has like the depth to really think about things that hard when it doesn't have to do with her. You know what I mean? I think she's very- She
1: wasn't paying enough attention to what was Mm -hmm. happening and who was doing what. Yes, exactly. So I think
0: that, I think what happened at that time when the fight happened then all these blogs started saying that Candace threw a glass at Monique and that's why Monique started swinging and punching but so Candace was upset when the rumors were going out like this and then so Candace went and started to file charges because she's like I'm gonna clear my name I'm gonna take this to court because she can't lie in court so I think that what Monique did is tell Karen like oh no Candace is saying that I'm lying I'm not lying look it says it in Candace's own statement that she released a wine glass at me right but Candace really a wine glass because she had her head down because yeah. Monique had punched her and had her head in a in her had her wig in her hand like yeah. that is how that was a sequence of events but all Karen saw was released a wine glass and so Karen yeah. is thinking this is this is why like from from jump I yeah. feel like Karen is in the middle of something by accident that she didn't necessarily want to be involved in and I think that she doesn't know how to navigate her way out of it and so yeah. she's like she just is standing quietly on the side while people are literally trying to dragon and she's like i'm not going to do it but i think that it goes to a head next episode which i'm very excited about
1: i am too this is the three episode build up to that
0: yes all right
1: let's talk about salt lake city okay so Uh you watched it before i did because it the episode three was released early Mm -hmm. and your text to me was that Your opinion of Mary is changing. You actually like her a lot now.
0: I wouldn't say a lot. Okay, let's not push it. Okay. (laughs)
1: You like her.
0: I don't feel the way about her that I was anticipating to feel.
1: Okay, because I watched it, and I still felt, she felt like a sad, fully clothed, religious Tila tequila. Like, you Yeah. You see, I feel like she is, it's, it's a train wreck and it's, a, you know, an accident on the side of the road. And I cannot turn my eyes off of her, but that it's also, there's also some really damaged individual here. That's a, it's has severe mental issues. And then we are watching. That's how I still get that. Why? But I don't know why she's an enigma wrapped in a riddle and bags. <laughs> I definitely, I, I know what you're saying. I feel uncomfortable. Watching mm. and enjoying the show with her on. So
0: last episode, you said something which I think was really important, which is that the thing about Mary that's sad is that Mary is not made for this show. Like this is not the world for her. She's gonna get dragged and all of her shit. Like why would you choose to be on an, a show like this if you have so many skeletons in your closet? Right. It's kind of like right when Kim Richards was on Beverly Hills yes. or when Taylor Armstrong yes. was on Beverly yes. Hills. It's like you know your shit is gonna come out. Like mm-hmm. and at this. Point in 2020, you know what happens when you join Housewives. So why are you agreeing to do something like this when you have so many skeletons in your closet? The thing is that I think about somebody like that, like I, when I think about Taylor Armstrong and her abuse and all that, I still get sad for them. Like, yeah. when I think about Kim Richards, I still get sad for them. I think the sadness for me translates to, like, I guess I find the human quality in them. So yeah. I wouldn't say that I like Mary a lot. I was expecting myself to go in and see a completely delusional woman, like a Jen Shaw type, who has Yeah, you thought of she would issues. be a
1: megalom- megalomaniac kind of person. Yes, asset. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought she was going to yeah. be a megalomaniac. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I get that. I get that and 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 that's what's not yeah yeah.
1: she's not she is actually
0: kind of sad she's very uh, sad like (laughs) okay so let's talk about the episode so on the episode we found out a lot more about these housewives we saw meredith in her home with her kids everybody loves her son brooks and I think that he's super annoying.
1: I think so, too. I think Meredith is his gateway into Bravo. He wants that Bravo show. He was like, he it, Meredith feels still, still medicated. She's still mm-hmm. medicated. She's, you know, turning on um, blenders without, the, without putting the <laughs> lid on. She's, you know, she's drinking margaritas in the middle of the day. But um, Brooks wanted to be on Bravo. He wanted to yeah. be on a Real housewife show, and this was his way into it. He's, it, it's yeah, he's annoying.
0: Yeah, he's he's got a clothing line which somebody went and looked up, and it's three things: it's like a hoodie, a t-shirt, and a pair of track pants. And Man, it that's just more has- than
1: Robin. That's more than Robin. No, stop it! <laughs> but that's all it is, and they're
0: like the hoodie is like a hundred and twenty-five dollars. And all it is is just him standing in those clothes looking morose. And then it's just got like the stripe on the side just says his name. And I'm like, that's not a clothing line, sir. Yeah. And also he's doing this like weird David Rose from Shit's Creek cosplay. And I'm over it. I'm like, sir, I've seen this character before and you're not it. Cut it out. He gets mad at Jen Shaw. Now look, Jen Shaw, this episode, <laughs> Yeah, Not my favorite, but when she went to Meredith's house, like, was it weird that she started swinging her legs in the air? Yes. Do I think that he saw her vagina? No. no. But what would piss me off more is if my mom's friend came over and put her damn shoes on my couch. That would make <laughs> me more upset. I'd be like, Mom, I didn't see her vagina, but she came to our house. She put her shoes on her couch. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay, you're right. I should probably not be hanging out with that person but yeah. like that was so corny it was so made up it was so unnecessarily like shamey about jen and yeah. i did not like that
1: so jen came in and she was behaving like uh like a crazy person yeah but it was almost like i'm gonna embarrass you guys because yes. you're like my kids and i'm like the older mom type and i'm gonna embarrass yeah. you you know this is what i would do with my kids and i'm gonna do it to your kids other than you know putting shoes on the couch or lifting her leg up whatever i think her intentions were not to offend them at all it was that that would make them laugh and she they would be more she would appear more cooler to them or whatever and it was just the opposite right but but again he didn't see her vagina
0: she was wearing a midi skirt it went
1: down to half of her calf and yeah and she said if i lift my leg up you would see it so she turned herself around so, this was all made up shit. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, that's part of the reason why I don't like him because I think he's making up stuff. And if he has that kind of a fashion line, try and survive a day on Kel on Earth, okay? Yes, exactly. You don't get to say you have a fashion line when you would not even survive getting coffee for Kelly Coutron.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: You're nobody, sir.
0: Yes. <laughs> Precisely. We see Heather in her house and we learn more about her divorce. I love Heather.
1: I do too. I do.
0: I do. Oh. So she talks about her divorce. She says that her husband left her. So I didn't know why she had got divorced. I thought for some reason it was because she has such different views about Mormonism, but it was that her husband decided to leave her and she views it as a personal failure. And it broke my heart because I've spoken to so many brown women. Right. South mm-hmm. Asian women who have a very similar experience. Not all of them's like their husbands left them, yeah. but when there's a disconnect with your spouse, you as a woman all of a sudden feel like you are valued less. Because Heather's issues that like Mormonism teaches you that a woman's life is valued by how her kids are and how happy her husband is. Right. And I know so many women that view their lives that way. I know so many girls who have gotten married because mm-hmm oh, well, you're supposed to get married. That's the end goal. This is what I'm supposed to be good at. And then that becomes their identity. And it seems like with Heather, she's now going through the process of unlearning these things because patriarchy and misogyny that she and all of us have been raised with make us value these external things. Right. They don't let us value us for who we are. And I just loved that Jen and her were having this conversation and Jen was being this voice of reason to be like, you have to show your daughters that that's not the way to do it because marriages do follow part. People do fall out of love. The thing that made me really sad was that she said they. the producer asked her like, do you ever think that you were in love? And she said, I don't yeah. think I've ever been deeply in love. And that was so sad.
1: That was so sad. I felt so much for her in that moment. When you marry young and the first person you fall in love with and then you've been with them for a long time and you haven't dated enough or you haven't had other relationships, your life starts revolving around this person, right? Yeah. And that, that's true in our community the other thing that happens is it's not so much that the society and the community puts all these pressures on you because you were raised in that community you you put your that pressure mm-hmm. on yourself at least in my in our yes. case it, it, that's been the case is we put pressure on ourselves to be the perfect um um you know everything to, to make it work it's not even perfect yes. it's not about perfection because we understand that there won't be perfection on either side But to make it work despite the imperfections, to be able to tolerate the imperfections and still make the marriage work for the kids, for the family, you start building a family and you start building a life based on that. Now, you're not doing short term plans. You're talking about, I don't know if it's true for everybody, but that's how you talk about is all the way to retirement. This is what we are going to do. And then to have all that fall apart and not have support, especially if you feel like your closest people in your community are not going to support you, or you don't feel comfortable enough talking to them about your relationship, that becomes an issue, right? And that becomes very isolating. And the isolation is what makes you think, that maybe you're you're not good enough and you're not yes. doing the right thing. You should be doing more. It's the isolation that makes you feel that. But if, if people talk more about it, they will realize that it happens in every family. It happens with everybody. It, doesn't, it actually doesn't happen only in brown communities or white communities or black communities. It happens across the board. Everybody is struggling and we just yeah. don't talk about it and we withdraw from company and isolate ourselves. And so people don't really know all that you're going through. So they don't know how to help you. And then that, comes off as not supportive so it's it's a whole thing that cascading effect that happens that leaves you helpless and doubting your own intentions and even in this day and age when you know when you're stuck in that position you're thinking about should I do the the thing that heart tells me I should do or should I listen to my brain and my brain is telling me I need to make myself an example for my daughter's I need to move on and let them know that you don't put up with this but at the same time your heart is saying that maybe you you can work this out. And so mm-hmm. when do you draw the line? And when do you move on and that becomes hard. And if you are the one that's being dumped, that's even more harder because you don't know. You feel like you what could I have done to yeah. you know make that other person happier. So, uh, yeah, it's a hard hard thing and I, I I was glad she opened up, but I also felt like Hasn't she been uh, divorced like five years or six years? She has. Like, but it, yeah, I mean, it felt yeah. so raw, like it just happened and she's still trying. She's still grappling with it, even though she, she's so accomplished. She on this personal front, she feels like a failure. That was sad.
0: Yeah, I think I think what that that shows is how long how deeply these things affect us, how deeply yeah. it affects women in any culture, but specifically in conservative culture. And like mm-hmm. you said, she doesn't have anybody to rely on. She doesn't have anybody that she can bond to about it. Everybody in her family is still married to the person that they were married to. No one's ever been divorced. And yeah. those people might be miserable, but they haven't been divorced. Yeah. And there's a big difference there, right? And yeah. so I actually exchanged messages, I'm sure you saw on our mm. on our podcast Instagram with Heather and like I told her like how brave it was of her to share all this and she said you know these are hard conversations but we have to do the hard work to make Mm -hmm. a change we have to evolve as people and you cannot evolve until you do the hard work and I Mm -hmm. think It's important to point that out because these things don't just happen overnight. You know, Whitney talks a lot about deciding very early on that she didn't want to be on the straight and narrow, on the Mormon path anymore. It's, It's easier to do when you decide to make those changes at a younger age. Mm -hmm. But when you're older, Heather's 40, I think. She's been married since she was so young. It was her first everything. She wasn't a good time girl. (laughs) It's really difficult to unlearn those things because you set 40 years of your existence on this. So Heather was 35. She was my age when she got divorced. And I'll be very honest with you maybe like two years ago, my marriage was good, my kids were happy, but I felt like I was so unfulfilled. And I felt like I was so miserable, and I could not figure out what it was. And that's why I started going to therapy. And the big thing that I discovered was that my whole life until this point, I was living to fulfill the requirements that not necessarily fulfilled my soul, but fulfilled my community and fulfilled my culture. And it was very lucky that I married the right person who I've grown up with. And I feel like I get him and he gets me and he. Allows me to discover different sides of who I am, Mm -hmm. and they're not necessarily the straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky with that, but even then, I still sometimes feel like I can't even do that because that's not what I'm supposed to do. And so that internal guilt that you feel Mm -hmm. it takes a long time to fix, and I can imagine that being even harder to do when your spouse decides, your partner decides to leave you. Yeah, the shame and the guilt and all of those emotions it really does a number. But I'm really excited to see heather talk about it because even she says those things and she's really upset in her house but then when she has that baby shower for her coat or for her employees she <laughs> says to them she's like i'm horrified that you're pregnant this young but i just want you to remember that life isn't going to be perfect right when you talk about yourself sometimes it's harder but yeah. she is putting out the right messages to the people that she could influence and i like yeah. i yeah i just really
1: except except getting them to dress all in all white i'm that like weird. But, uh, yeah that, but you know i was thinking that's probably the last time these women are going to wear all white yeah once they have their babies that white is never going to be white again Until yeah your babies. kids are going to destroy your clothes <laughs>
0: So let's talk about Mary. Yeah, Because this episode, we saw Mary out to dinner. We saw her in church. She talks about her marriage. We saw her at her
1: home. We saw the bishop make a juice for 25 minutes. The bishop was cooking and cleaning. It was a lot I wanted to say about Mary's kitchen. The placemats, the checkered placemats drove me nuts. But they also gave me insight into her crazy mind. I'm like, this girl is all over the place.
0: So Mary talks about her marriage to Meredith at dinner and she talks Mm -hmm. about how her marriage is arranged. She says that she knows it's weird and she talks about how leaving is not an option. And, you know, she says, I find beauty in all of the mess. And she admits that all of this is messy. So I was like, I don't know, I kind of appreciated it, but I also get the sense that she's giving us a very little bit so that people can get off her ass. Like, I think that she has formulated answers in a story to put out into the world so that the world doesn't go digging. Because if she was to just say, oh, no, everything's fine. It's perfect. Then we'd be like, there's no fucking way that it's perfect. And then people would dig. Yeah. Sorry for her. (laughs) Is that people are going to dig anyway. Yeah. Which they already are. Yeah,
1: that's not going to work. I thought it was a very preacher-like answer where she's saying, oh, you know, you have to see the beauty in the mess. And, you know, you have to trust in God. And that kind of an answer that you would give a parishioner. And that's yeah. what she was doing is she preaches for a living. So she knows how to twist things around and talk about hard stuff and just glaze over it. That's how I felt was uh, she was doing that. She that's was waving true. a You're wand right. around it.
0: I do think that she has produced these answers for herself. Right. So that, so yeah. that she so she has a story. She's a cover yeah. story, you know, yeah. and then she starts to talk about her mom. And she very casually is like, yeah, my mom and I had a falling out because my mom wanted to marry my yeah. step grandfather. So I was like, what?
1: That. that is weird. That is disgusting that's disgusting and it's weird it's, it's bad enough that mary married her great, uh, step-grandfather but the mother wanted to that makes it so weird
0: and i don't understand like if the church belonged to the grandmother so why, why does, did they, why have, did to they marry marry have to marry robert to what? yeah does, what does robert have do to do with him?
1: this yeah give him a pension and get him out why, why <laughs> do you have to get married to him so what was the setup there that is so confusing to me
0: it was And then we got from the
1: grandmother to the granddaughter without any of this mess. Why did it have to be this messy? It
0: was so gross.
1: Yeah.
0: Whitney and Meredith and Whitney's dad go to Mary's church and we see uh, Mary in the church. I personally am not a fan of the fact that Mary's voice changes when she is. Yes. That was really weird to me. And I know a guy who actually is like, he's an imam and he's a really popular imam in this area. And. I I went to a wedding. It was my husband's cousin's wedding and we went to the wedding and he was like officiating the wedding and we start he started talking yeah. and everybody looked at each other, we're like, that's not his voice. <laughs> What's this voice? This is a brand <laughs> new voice. So anytime somebody puts on a new voice, I'm like, What's yeah. that all about? What are you, Paris yeah. Hilton? That like yeah. when you go out in public, you have a different voice and <laughs> you have like vocal yeah. fry. I mean, not that this preacher has a vocal fry or Mary, but I'm saying I don't when people have different voices like that drastically. Yeah, I don't trust them. Yeah, like, that,
1: was, deal? that was that was she was putting on the show there for sure. But I was surprised how moved her congregation was by all of that. So clearly people believe in her and her whatever preaching. So good for her. Somebody has to buy every every year beauty. <laughs> it's the same thing with this somebody has to, to believe in what you preach so she certainly has a following
0: yes but yeah
1: um, i don't know man i so this may be my bias because i don't i'm not very religious i'm spiritual but i'm not very religious and i don't believe in humans telling me what to do so i don't yeah, quite agree believe in yeah yeah i agree peace and imams and all of that i don't I, i'm like uh, you have your own shit so who are you to tell me this right so but what's-her-name's father was very moved and i thought maybe he was moved because this is the first time he was in a place of worship after a long time and he was just moved by his own feelings he was having a private experience
0: (laughs) yeah here's the thing i think that if you can if you're a spiritual person i feel and you're willing to let somebody in and you're seeking it you can go into a place of that provides you that comfort and have a reaction I didn't really I didn't really think that it was that sincere like I mean not that I think that he was like faking it or anything but I felt like he was like really squeezing his face to get some tears out you know what I mean but hey if he felt better there then good for him if the congregation loves Mary and they feel like they're better people as a result of being in that church, then I mean, you know what? That's fine by me.
1: But again, I don't trust the bitch who's got two voices. Yeah, but that—that's the most animated I've seen Meredith be, though. Yeah, she forgot
0: to take her evening Xanax.
1: <laughs> she was so animated, and she had come with this guy. That guy was animated. Yeah. But uh, Whitney, Whitney, seemed to think that her dad was moved, and she, he yeah. But like, could you imagine? Sense. Could you imagine
0: going to a place like that where everybody is crying, and then you're the one person that's not crying?
1: That's then you'd be it. like, oh
0: fuck, I gotta, I have to at least pretend. But like that's gonna... what I think I would do. I'd be like, mm, yeah, Perhaps, this is
1: really moving. But those are the situations where I cannot cry. If I were in that position, I would be like grinning, uncomfortable grinning. I would be laughing. <laughs> I cannot cry on cue like that. When everybody else is crying, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, but I don't and think I they would, were actually crying. I, be,
0: I think they yeah, were but faking I be it. No,
1: yeah, but I cannot fake it. So I, I, you know, this is why I don't go to funerals and stuff. Because when I go to funeral, even if I feel moved, I don't cry so easily. I just, I have the silly grin on my face. And it, it, people think that I'm being rude, but I'm like, I am extremely uncomfortable. That's what's happening. Oh, my God. I don't know. So, so yeah. I was like, if I were there, I would be laughing my ass off. Mm -hmm. Partly because it would be funny to me. Some part of my brain would find the whole thing funny. But the other part would be like, I'm so uncomfortable. Get me out of here. Yeah, I get it.
0: Um, We did see Mary at her house. And we met her son and... Robert and Mary seem to be perfectly fine but like
1: well Robert was talking to her like she was a kid too he was like you were like this when you were younger I'm like stop saying that don't refer to her like you've seen her grown up yeah but also weird. but weirdly it was also like treating her like
0: you know like a bossy daughter who he has to yeah. like do things for
1: it was yeah, weird right was- he was very paternal with her well i mean <laughs> I could, why wouldn't he be um and then well, they, that, that's what you get for waiting 28 days having a 28 day period oh yeah that's
0: true she said that she didn't sleep with her husband for a long time and blah 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 and all this stuff hey mm-hmm. so apparently there's a cousin of mary's that's out spilling her business on the street and he said that shit is all fucking made up and they're coming up with these like they fabricated basically what we said earlier which is that they come up with these stories to put out now the interesting thing about Mary is I don't think that Mary is as aloof and you know as she's not a lamb in this world Because they showed this, like, thing, you know, in, like, the teasers and stuff for Get to Know You for Salt Lake City. They Mm -hmm. told the ladies different iconic lines from Housewives so that they could guess who who said it. And Mary got all of them right. So Mary's been watching Bravo. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah. She did her research. So it's not like she doesn't know
0: what she's getting herself into. I think this is a... I think that she thought that she was going to get some more people in her congregation this way.
1: I think she is craving. She's craving for fame and recognition, and she wants all the good life. And she thought this would be an easy way to do so but again this is the wrong wrong show for her mm-hmm. i don't know if there was a preacher show of some kind she could have been on it but this is i don't know it just feels icky and i don't know why really it's not even the fact that she is married to her step-grandfather that's not the that's not what's bothering me it's her personality mm. she has this she has this jerky way of talking and she's she fidgets a lot when she's sitting she's like Fidgeting with her hand a lot, she mentioned it somewhere that she's getting better wigs, but her hair was all over the place in some of the confessionals. She just seems uncomfortable. Her shoulders are hunched up at most in most confessionals, but when she was at home, she was much more relaxed. It's she feels uncomfortable doing it, mm. but I don't know why she's doing it. Then it just it's just a disconnect. It's almost like there's two Marys. Mm. <laughs> we will we'll find out more. Yep, it's just my spidey's my spidey sense. Your is spidey sense is
0: Your spidey sense is tingling. In the words of Eileen Davidson, it feels icky. Yes, <laughs> yes, I get yes. it. Exactly. Now Jen Shaw, who was coming out swinging, first two episodes seemed like she was going to be the queen bee of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Oof, not a great episode for her.
1: No. She, no, she got, a, she got a bad edit this episode.
0: I mean, I don't know if it was a bad edit or just like her behavior.
1: <laughs> or her. She reminds... So, I have been thinking about Jensha and thinking who does she remind me of? She had some mannerisms that have been bothering me. Some of her... Even her expressions. Some of her expressions are very much Kim Kardashian. So... It felt like, oh, she reminds me of her. So now I'm kind of like on the fence with her. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to really love her or really hate her at the end of the season. Well, I
0: don't know so much if that she is naturally like Kim Kardashian or she's watched a lot of it and she knows that that's how she needs to produce I, herself. Yeah,
1: I think she's producing herself to be. So that. we
0: find out that Jen, we already saw that she has employees as friends and she admits it. So that's Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, I hate this. I hate a glam. Like, I don't want a glam squad here. Okay. I don't want it. So Meredith decides to cancel on Jen, where they're supposed to be hanging out. Or Meredith wants to spend time with her kids. And Jen gets really mad, which I thought was really weird.
1: That was a perfectly fine excuse. Perfectly good reason. Yeah.
0: Then Jen gets mad about Mary being at Whitney's party. And then... All of a sudden, she's mad about this, like, hospital smell issue again, and yeah. it's so weird. She gets mad when she finds out that Meredith went to, to Mary's church, and I was like, what happened? Like, what happened to Jen Shaw from last episode to this one? Like, did she remember something? Like, And I feel like it's not about the hospital smell. It has to be something else going on that we don't know about because she – And she's not making any sense. She's like, you can't be friends with her and be friends with me. And she's like, I'm not saying you have to choose, but I think that you can't be friends with her. And then she says something really stupid. She says, I'm not saying you have to choose, but you know, bitch vote. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You just right. said a bunch of words that don't make
1: any sense. All the things she said in that scene, it didn't make sense at all. It almost felt like it was edited and there was something else that happened that we didn't know about. Yeah. It just felt like an odd edit. The whole thing felt like an odd edit. It was like, okay, here's a baby shower, let's put it together. It almost felt like an afterthought. The whole baby shower scene, even the prior scene where she talks Heather talks about, it all felt like it was added in. It was not around the same time or what. I don't know what it was, but it didn't feel together. And then they go, that's what my theory was, that they are adding this in to sort of give it some legs, but it really doesn't come through together.
0: Yeah. And then Jen, so they go to this 1920s party and Jen has this beautiful dress on, but it's absurd. The funniest part about it is that Jen has one of her assistants just walking behind her fixing the train but the assistant isn't dressed up or anything he's just like in a hoodie yeah
1: (laughs) and she was like she's going to an oscar party or something and it was a dirty bar it was like a nasty bar with a
0: disgusting (laughs) stripper and i was like i don't understand like why are you so
1: dressed up um, how is that 1920s or whatever it was supposed to be? How is it that? It was like, absurd. It? But yeah.
0: um, next season or next episode, it looks like she really loses her mind. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I can't wait. It would, yeah, I cannot wait either. But-, but Jen, I feel like it's made up stuff, mm-hmm. made up drama mm-hmm. that she knows that this is what she's supposed to do as a housewife. And she's coming up prepared. She has her gaze. she has her glam squad. She's going to make all, she has her Instagram working properly. Mary just got on Instagram. She doesn't know how to work that. Jen is like already prepared. Uh, Jensha, Jensha, it's, it's all hashtag Jensha everywhere. She came prepared for it and she knows she has to create drama and she's going to create drama that's what she's doing but it feels very forced yeah yep it doesn't feel n- natural actually the drama that feels most natural and most housewifey actually is the lisa and whitney drama where whitney and lisa are going at each other about the liquor donation that's my favorite and the, and the heather and the lisa drama where they're not lisa is ignoring heather that yes. feels real that feels like a real drama that you would um that would make for fun stuff. The gen drama feels almost made up,
0: yes, like, Jen
1: is Jen is keeping mary's uh, Mary alive by talking about the hospital smell, otherwise, Mary has nothing to offer here,
0: yes, that's a great point. the I mean, I feel like
1: Salt Lake City started out with a bang. This past episode felt very. All of a sudden, it seemed to slow down.
0: I mean, I still really enjoyed it. I did mm-hmm. because it, it like it gave me a lot of content. I still learned a lot about these people, so I was mm-hmm. still interested like there was there was also a scene with like Lisa and her kids, but I really don't care about Lisa,
1: no, not or even her a little diet bit. Coke. or her diet not even a little bit. There was quite a few scenes that I didn't care about at all. It was so boring. You thought it was boring? Yeah. Lisa scenes.
0: Oh, I thought the episode in general. I was like, Arthe, I'm going to need to find a new co-host.
1: No, <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No,
0: I so think boring. Lisa is super boring. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So that's it for the Bravo recap.
1: It was a fun two episodes. I think I'm enjoying both Potomac and Salt Lake City a lot. Yes. yes. it's brought me back to Bravo. I almost left Bravo there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. yes
0: So that's it for our Bravo recap. Find us on Instagram at the Reality Is Pod, and Twitter at the Reality Is Pod. And please rate and review us, and share us with your friends, and listen to our fabulous lives of Bollywood wives recap. That is going to be going out in a couple of days. Yay! Bye.